I would just love to know, Nathan, what was it like in the beginning? How did you how did you launch this? How do you sell this device? I just am fascinated by how you get the word out that you've got shark bands. Yeah, sure thing. I'll dive into that as well. Uh, I also loved that musical nod today, by the way. That was excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking that one with me for sure. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that along. Did you hear that? Um, Did you hear the musician in Frank Sinatra's band with clicking his fingers? You got to hear this. I'm going to play this again. I, oh, I heard it. Yeah, I was on the I was on the line listening. Yeah, it was awesome. Oh, I mean, he's just he's just clicking his fingers, and it's the most musical thing I've ever heard in my life. Wait, I got to play it again. Frank Sinatra is the American pop singer. He's the, the, the taming uh, the shark. Of what That's pop basically what he about. did. He relates to this is Quincy a melody Jones just like a a very uh, stylized, but here's a uh, Quincy Jones band does, member. With the way they deal with the melody and turn it in the pocket, and really make it their own. When you're in the pocket, you're right in the groove that's that's necessary for that tune. Just like <laughs> Mac the Knife. Du, du, ding, bump. <laughs> du, du, ding, bump. That's right in the pocket. If it were any faster or any slower, it would be out of the pocket. Uh, and you make the pocket where that device fits, so that you can keep that damn shark away. So Nathan, take I us love through the in the pocket reference, man, because that's you know, as you know, as a surfer, that's the part of the wave that's the most critical that's where you right. drive all the speed. That's like being in the zone. And I love that it crosses over between the music and surfing there. So that was that was beautiful. Nathan, you haven't but, realized yet that the world of art, the world of sports, the world of music, and for me, my world of surf they're all the same. You just gotta figure it out, right? I mean, it's all you just gotta the eyes don't see what the mind doesn't know. You got to be educated, and then it all makes sense. That's what your life is, Nathan. You said it, man. All right, take us through this. I mean, I'm just fascinated by this idea of yours, and how do you get the word out, and and what was it that really launched you guys? So as I was saying, yeah, we uh, we started looking around at different technologies that were available to potentially create this device, and and what it is. Uh, so I can give everybody kind of a, a visualization is it's a band that you wear on your wrist or ankle it's about the size of a you know a medium-sized wristwatch made out of nice comfortable silicone rubber and that contains this powerful permanent magnet and this magnetic technology had been researched and tested for about eight nine years before we actually started uh, looking into it mm -hmm. so we figured out, okay, if this is if this is the most viable option for us because you can put it in a small package that's not going to impact performance and it's effective enough based upon this existing research. So we went to this group of scientists that had developed and, and patented it, and we said, hey, you know, we've got this set of skills. Are you willing to license us the patent to create a product to protect humans from sharks and reduce the risk for any ocean goer who, who spends time in the water? And we were managed to negotiate that deal. And as part of, of that, once that deal was done, we had to take, uh, we had to hire a designer. So I worked in the footwear industry before. And I was uh, a, a member of the creative department. And so as, a, as part of my job, I had to be a liaison to all the different parts of the company. Mm -hmm. So even though I didn't know how to do all of the specific steps, I knew what they were and I knew the right people that I needed to speak to in order to bring a device from concept all the way to having it sit on a shelf at retail. Hmm. So we had to come up with these prototypes. I hired a designer to do that, 
who actually used to work with in footwear. And we set to work really hard, just, you know, full speed for about eight, nine months and came up with the first version of shark bands. And then it was the time, okay, now we got to fly down to the Bahamas, which is where the research permits were valid to go and test this thing. So my dad and I, and one of the lead scientists, we were out on the boat at a spot that's, you know, known to have sharks every day. And there's, you know, seven, eight sharks swimming around (laughs) and we're looking at each other about to jump in and (laughs) test this device ourselves. And we're like, was this really a good idea? (laughs) Oh my God. Well, I know one thing. I'm Jewish, Nathan, and I know one thing. I don't eat sharks. It's a rule, and sharks don't eat Jews. So that's I got that going for me. <laughs> well, we're there to help make sure you don't get eaten. That. <laughs> that's amazing. So, um, so that's our kind of our humble beginnings, you know. And um, since mm. then, you know, we've continued to build on the knowledge of the technology, understanding when and how it's effective. You know, the the research existed to show, in fact, that this was. Uh, an effective shark deterrent, and we've kind of taken it upon ourselves to show when and how it can be most effective. Mm. And, you know, we put it through a bunch of various extreme tests with dummies and bait, you know, on surfboards. And, you know, you'll see these big 10-foot bull sharks come up in our videos, and they've got a whole fish hanging right in front of them on the dummy's leg, and the shark man's is strapped to the leg. And they come within the effective range, which is about six feet, and boom, they turn away from it. Wow! And uh, you know, the first every time I go down to test the device, I'm you know, you look at the size of it, and you're like, wow, is this really going to work? <laughs> and wow. um, you know, every time I'm always blown away at the the level of effectiveness and the way you're able to turn away this huge animal from its favorite food. Listen to Julian Wilson. This is what I was taught when I went to Fiji, and this is what we're always taught in terms of how the shark feeds, which is totally erroneous because Mick Fanning was attacked at 2.30 in the afternoon. We know that that sharks are uh, part of the environment here in South Africa. Uh, Everyone is, it's kind of in the back of everyone's minds, but you just don't foresee something like this happening in the final of a championship tour event. It was the furthest thing from my mind out there. It's sunny, the waves are pumping, it's 2.30 in the afternoon. It's like early mornings and late afternoons. I tend not to surf out here and, you know, in that moment it was the furthest thing from my mind, to be honest, and I couldn't believe what I was watching. Right. It's the farthest thing. Well, guess what? They don't have a wristwatch in terms of what time they want to bite you. (laughs) That's right. Wow. What has been the most helpful thing to getting this business going that surprised you 